Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, uh, Adaptation Sickness. I'm Tristan. I'm Ben. I'm Kyle. And this week we're going to be talking wait, about... Wait, wait, This deserves more. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So... This week we watched the 1995 Mortal Kombat. You know the good one? They're both good. I have heard questionable things about that's, Annihilation. That's a later episode. Later episode. Right now we talk about the original Mortal Kombat movie. Alright, so we'll go over it. Welcome back everybody. It's been a while. Sorry. Eh, just a wee bit. People have been sick. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. busy. Yeah. 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 And doing nothing with our lives. Anyways, over to Mortal Kombat. Um, Storyline of the game. Well, it takes place after the first game. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, wait, what? It's after the first Mortal Kombat. Uh, no, it, it is the first Mortal Kombat game. Sort of. It's a bit so, of the second one, too. So the first Mortal Kombat game. So the first one, yes. Yes, the first Mortal Kombat game mm -hmm. is the tenth Mortal Kombat in a series of ten... Oh my god, a we're going to ten straight way. victory tournament. Street? Yeah, tournament. Yeah. And in order for Outworld, the bad guys, to invade Earthrealm, the good guys, they need to win ten in a row. Both the movie and the video game take place on the tenth tournament. Mm hmm And so far they have won nine out of ten tournaments. The bad guys. Nice. The closest they got was at the first of the ten tournaments with the Great Kung Lao. The Great Kung Lao. But the Great Kung Lao got his ass whooped by Goro. All Kung the Lao great should Goro. get their ass whooped. Right? Yeah. So the Great Kung Lao got his ass whooped by Goro, kind of ripped off his arms, and then went from there. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what happened. And so Raiden is like, all right, we're going to pick... Liu Kang, who is the Shaolin warrior, you know, the one who was raised to fight this. He's the chosen one. Training from birth. Sonya Blade kind of snuck on the boat, so we have to accept her there. Because <laughs> she was looking for Kano. And then there's Johnny Cage, who's like, yeah, I came to this tournament just because I wanted to prove that it's not special effects, bitches. Because I have an ego. Uh, that's 90% that's of Johnny Cage right there. That's a hundred percent of Johnny Cage right there. Yeah, that's true. It's a hundred percent ego, uh, twenty percent nut punch, <laughs> in about that ratio. About yeah. So they go through that tournament. Um, let's see. Let's let's do the highlights of the tournament. Uh, Scorpion kills Sub Zero. Oh, we're talking about the video game first, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scorpion kills Sub Zero. Uh, yeah. So Sub Zero is gone. Uh, Reptile's not in it, is he? Uh, no. Reptile is a hidden character in the video game, but he's not in the tournament. Okay, he's not in the tournament. So, uh, essentially it goes through there. Uh, Johnny Cage gets knocked out of the tournament after nut-munching a bunch of people. Uh. I believe Sonya does kill Kano in the tournament, doesn't she? In the video games? Kano's still alive later, though. Oh, I good don't think she actually kills him. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing, is I don't think she actually murders Kano. Because Kano is alive for m a lot more of the other stuff. Yeah. At least let's fact check that one. However, the main points of the first Mortal Kombat games tournaments are Sub-Zero dies to Scorpion and Liu Kang wrecks shit. Pretty much. 
those are the main beats. They do not change up until September 29th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Sonya doesn't kill him until, like, the new timeline. Okay. So, anyways, uh, they both get beat, and then it's Goro versus Liu Kang. And Liu Kang, bicycle kicks the shit out of Goro, beating him. For the first time ever. In ten generations. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, actually 900 years. Yeah, Goro's old. Yeah, yeah. And then Shang Tsung is like, you have defeated Goro. You shall take me on now. And they're like, uh, maybe I don't want to do that. Uh, but Liu Kang beats Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung releases all the souls. And then goes crawling back to Shao Kahn. And Shao Kahn's like, no, you have failed. Go die. Now you must die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much how that goes over there. But that's pretty much the whole plot of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you, you're in a fight to the death and you punch people until they die. Mm-hmm. And Liu Kang is the chosen one. He's the winner. <laughs> right. I mean, to be fair, he did beat everybody else. He did beat the important Um. Beats. So, one second. I'm going to go and deal with the puppy who is being incessant and needy. If you're coming in here, you're going to lay down. What did you think of the movie, Apollo? He thinks I need to play ball. That's what he's thinking. No. Will you fight in Mortal Kombat? He will fight in Mortal Kombat at this rate. No, why are you on the couch? <laughs> Apollo. Okay. You can come on my lap then. Alright, so let's talk about characters from the movie. You know what? They did pretty well with most characters. Yeah. Johnny Cage was spot on. Oh, yeah. Scorpion was spot on for what Scorpion was at the time. Because remember, they didn't have a lot of backstory with these games, like, at all. No, I think for the first game, they had a splash screen of text for everyone's backstory. Barely. Yeah. Which had, like, four lines. Yeah, it wasn't much to go on. Nope, not one bit. And it didn't need it. Nope, not one bit. Okay, Apollo, you're panting too much. You're going to be banished. We are going to banish the doggy. Come on, out you go. You're panting right in the microphone. Goodbye. Yeah. Now we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> and Tristan will have to listen to us later. The kitty can join us, though. Kitty will go in ceiling hole. Oh, yeah, she'll go in the hole. Cat hole. Now the cat's trying to come in. Yep. Everyone wants to be involved. Apparently, this is our fr <laughs> this is our pet friendly episode of the podcast. Apparently. Um. No, for Scorpion they did fantastic for what it was. Same for Sub Zero. <laughs> there pretty much was no substance there. Would have liked to see a little more martial arts than just ice ball dick go. <laughs> yeah, the two of the three ninjas in the movie, they were mediocre fight scenes they were definitely entertaining sub-zero below par scorpion par <laughs> reptile oh fuck yes that reptile fight was amazing uh they're reptile all, they're all the same character nowhere. to me they are all the same character <laughs> exactly. they're just palette swaps they're palette swaps sir. exactly so my experience with mortal Kombat is i think kind of like a, a pretty ubiquitous one of i never owned or played the games but I experienced them going to my cousin's house 
and them showing us the spine ripping finisher, <laughs> which is, I think, the experience of a lot of people with Mortal Kombat. And I am here to represent those people. I know basically nothing about Mortal Kombat besides like the iconic stuff. And what I enjoyed about watching this movie was I could still be like, oh, this guy's Raiden, right? Obviously. This guy's Liu Kang, obviously, right? Yeah. Well, most of the time they did well for at least mm. how the character looks and how they yeah. act. They really hit, I think, a good ratio of like it catering to fans of the like hardcore fans of the games, mm-hmm. but also to a more casual audience. Like it kind of balances that perfectly. Mm-hmm. They actually do quite well with that. Um, I would also the one thing though that I will say for the characters is that I didn't quite like. Raiden and Liu Kang's interactions as much. Mm-hmm. Also, Raiden's white for some reason. <laughs> Raiden is played by Highlander. Yeah. That's a bespoke casting choice. There I can only be one. Conceive. It's because he knew how to deal with thunder and lightning. <laughs> yeah. So, with that, the one thing is, Liu Kang is like, no, I abandoned my place as the chosen one. And I did that. It's like, no, no. You have never abandoned your place as the chosen one. You were always the chosen one, Liu Kang. That is why Raiden's like, this is my boy. In one of the animated series, Liu Kang's asks Raiden, Lord Raiden, why did you even bring him along? Oh, because he's strong and he just doesn't... He's a good person who doesn't know it yet. And he's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, so Raiden needs a little comic relief in his life. I fucking see where he's going with this. He's just had enough of everybody's shit. Um, but it's, it's, they kind of made a, uh, skewed relationship between yeah. the two. Cause he moved to America. Oh. And oh. abandoned his, abandoned his life. His destiny. Cause that's his the destiny. theme of this movie. This movie actually has a theme. Mm-hmm. They say it twice. Mm-hmm. Of every, what, how does it go? Every man is responsible for his own destiny. Something like I thought it was just about punching people in the face until they don't get up. Because that's your destiny. (laughs) Listen, I I will say I am disappointed that Liu Kang didn't go (laughs) during the bicycle kick. I was kind of sad about that, not going to lie. But let's go to our plot of the movie. Um, First off, the introduction music and the Mortal Kombat theme song. Iconic. I didn't even know it was from this movie. It's it's from the movie. Yeah. All music in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, all music is fantastic, but anytime you hear the test your might, you're like, yep, I know exactly what this is. You're like, 90 synth, let's go. From, like, from our perspective now, too, it is interesting to, to look at that music and think of how, like, iconic that song is to Mortal Kombat. So I feel like this movie, it really did kind of uh, create the sort of con- uh, public consciousness of Mortal Kombat, in a mm-hmm. way. Well, just more than just the gore or the violence, mm-hmm. which is what it was known for. Yeah, that It exactly. actually kind of elevated it into its own yeah. contender, being able to go against Street Fighter. Yeah, exactly. Because this movie could wasn't even as gory as it could have been. No. Not even close. Absolutely not, especially for the games at the time. There was no spine tear, unfortunately. (laughs) I want to say the rating is pretty low. Yeah. Like, maybe PG-13. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. One Uh, guy explodes. Yeah, Scorpion explodes. Okay, two people explode. (laughs) One in fire, one in ice. Who is the other? True. The guy that got frozen then went... Right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so... 
green mm. i like they like the green background on luke kang when he wakes up from his dream after his brother got killed yeah it's all green makes it bad dream makes us feel uneasy shang sung's colors shang sung's <laughs> color actually holy shit that is shang sung's yeah. colors Green's huh. the color of America as well. I never even realized that till now. Um, but who the hell is his brother? He never had a brother in the game. No, didn't. Closest but... thing he had was his distant relative, Kung Lao. Yeah. What Kung Lao? Descendant of the great Kung Lao. What Kung Lao? Don't be dissing Kung Lao now. Which Kung Lao? The <laughs> Kung Lao who's friends with Liu Kang, who thinks he's better than everybody and God's gift to the world. Kung, Kung Lao and Hat? Kung, Kung Lao and Kung Hat. Lao or fuck Kung, Kung Lao, Lao and Hat. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Kung Lao and Hat. Oh, there's great Kung Lao, and then there's Kung Lao and Hat. Yeah. Now Kung Lao, old Kung Lao. Fuck now Kung Lao. <laughs> now Kung Lao. <laughs> right? But, okay, so let me give a little backstory. I've completely forgotten about the first part of the movie until they get on the boat. All right, Shang Tsung, he manipulates Liu Kang by killing his brother. Yeah. Shang Tsung manipulates Sonya Blade by mm. getting... Kano, a member of the Black Dragon, who Sonya Blade is chasing down because he killed her partner. Ooh. He gets Kano on the boat. That's also a little different, is that Sonya was trying to track down Kano, not only for killing her partner, uh, because he was also doing arms deals with the... Right. Without World. Without World. Yeah, oh, right. There's a lot of Because Tarkovans get guns yeah. later on. Yes. <laughs> they was doing arms deals <laughs> with them. So she was trying to stop Kano for killing the partner, absolutely, but also from you know, dealing arms to fucking Outworld. Because you know what? People with blades in their hands needs assault rifles as well. Yeah. And then finally Shang Tsung manipulates Johnny Cage into going by pretending to be his master and saying, hey, prove yourself a good kung fuist. Go yeah. to this tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. I'm like, mm, well... We're gonna live stream it. Liu Kang's motivations were the fact that he was chosen by Raiden. Johnny Cage is there exact, almost exactly yeah. for Johnny Cage reasons, but Johnny Cage was, fuck you, I'm better than special effects. Yeah. And Sonya then Sonya had a like real motivation. Yeah. <laughs> I did find it odd, though, that in the movie, mm. Raiden didn't ask like any of those three to come except for Liu Kang. He just watched Shang Tsung manipulate them into joining the tournament. Why would Shang Tsung manipulate them into the tournament if they're the three most powerful warriors of Earthrealm. See, that's one thing I didn't understand either is because, well, no, Johnny Cage heard about it, wanted to go to that in the games. But and it was, maybe that's yeah, like a Sonya stipulation. Sonya Blade was trying to do that. That might be like a stipulation well. of the tournament, maybe, that he has to find the strongest people. I don't think Raiden... Like, because he can't just absorb the souls of anybody, right? He needs. Oh, no, he can suck the souls out of anybody. Yeah, oh, but yeah. he wants the souls of warriors. Exactly, yeah. to boost his own power, absolutely. But, I mean, Sonya Blade, Raiden wasn't counting on her at first. She kind of just snuck on the boat. Okay. That's what I believe, is that, yeah. if I remember, she kind of just snuck on the boat. And Raiden's like, well, you're here, might as well fight to the death. In the Have movie, fun. she's just kind of there. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, but it's... My mom recorded it for me on VHS back in the day when you used to be able to do that. But we missed the first bit. So where it pretty much starts out is a little bit of the Liu Kang stuff. Then it glitches, and then we get to the boat. 
And that's pretty much where the movie starts for me, is we're at the boat. So it's kind of weird going back and seeing that they had an earlier part of it. I'm like, huh. To be honest, that is where the movie starts anyway, kind of. Because the the beginning is quite slow. Mm. And it's fun because you see all the characters are introduced. You're like, oh, that's that's everybody. Mm. Um, But... It takes the first until like the end of the first act before there's actually Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And then the movie's just all fights. Balls to the wall, all, all fights. fights. All fights. Oops, all fights. <laughs> actually, staying in the first act, I do have two notes. Mm. One that Kyle pointed out, and it was a fantastic cameo when they were recruiting Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg is just there <laughs> yelling at Johnny Cage from the uh, director's <laughs> left. Yeah. He's oh, not amazing. credited in the credits, though. He wasn't, no. So it might have, I hope it wasn't mm. a lookalike. But I really yeah. hope it was. The fact that, you really hope it was a lookalike? No, no I actually, really hope it was Steven Spielberg. Yeah, actually, yeah. Steven Spielberg. That would be like fantastic. Um, one thing is, Kano, I feel, is not quite Australian enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, compared to what you saw later with him talking, it's like complete night and day for that. I mean, he's like a stereotypical Australian if... All stereotypical Australians were, you know, living in the 1800s after they had just gotten shipped there for committing crimes. (laughs) Fair. Fair. I think that is most Australians' life. (laughs) So, yeah, he's a British person who's been sent to Australia, right? Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Uh, And then uh, shooting first and asking questions to a dying man will not work, (laughs) Sonia. The fact that she's there with the assault rifle, shoots the hell out of this one guy firing at her, looks at him afterwards while he's dying, where did Kano go? While this guy is like, eh, and starts to slump over. She's like, where is Kano? And this is in a crowded dance club, and no one reacts to the firefight, <laughs> yeah. or to getting pistol whipped by Sonya yeah. as she pissed offedly makes her way through the crowd. Literally yeah. the way Sonya gets introduced... Is she's just punching people with her gun yeah. as she goes through the crowd. It's ridiculous. How you doing tonight? You had a couple drinks? One hit. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, Sonia, what are you doing? I feel like that would cause like a panic yeah. on a dance floor. Mm-hmm. But see, another thing that I have though is, why does Raiden, why does Liu Kang not believe Raiden has powers in the first act? Like, because when Raiden usually teleports somewhere... Boom, lightning strikes, and he's like, I am here. So the fact that the entire time he has never shown his powers, Lukang's like, you're not a real god, you're just some peddler. <laughs> it's like, have, have you not shown him anything, Raiden? How the fact you just teleport away? Yeah. Or the fact that you use lightning? I... Liu Kang's just opening himself up for character development by being a yeah. cocky asshole. I was for just going to say that. At, yeah. He hasn't yeah. done character development. Well, one of the one of my funny things he is He hasn't that learned the theme. When Liu Kang is like, I'm going to go get revenge on my brother. It's like, Liu Kang, you don't have the Thunder God's consent. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. He's just gone. <laughs> you see the grandfather. Ah, is he ready for it? No, I don't think he's ready for it yet. What do you mean he's halfway down the ramp? What the fuck do you mean he's halfway down the ramp? He's on the boat. (laughs) He's on the boat. Okay, but as soon as... (laughs) I like how Johnny Cage decided to ask Liu Kang, Hey, can you put my... Hey, can you put my luggage on the boat? Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Fucking throws it overboard and just watches the bags sing. That killed me. Yeah. 
I know that that actually I think I that was my where off. you were burst out laughing yeah. is just the fact of Gucci is it's Johnny's Gucci bags are fucking six feet yeah. under now because Liu Kang is like oh, I'll be your luggage boy shove them down the water up your ass and then when they actually get to the island Johnny Cage is getting off the boat with like eight bags because yep. I guess he doesn't trust other people to carry them now and, and then he just falls in the water he anyway. face plants it's great and you can even tell the actor is like. You, you can tell he's getting tired of having to yeah. run that same scene a couple times. Because he's like, ah, shit, here comes the water. Yeah. <laughs> Time for the pratfall. 100%. I know, I know I gotta do the pratfall. Yep. I don't want to do the pratfall. Pratfall! Yeah. 100% with him. And then while he's carrying the luggage, he carries his luggage all the way up the steps. One of my favorite is when he drops all the fucking luggage. Yeah. And, and Luke, then we never see the luggage. We never see the luggage. But one of my things is that Luke Kang's like, ah, do you need help? It's like, bro, you just threw like half his fucking suitcases in the water already. What makes you think Cage would want your help at this point? Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Just go to the lake? You're like, ah, I don't think one fell off the cliff enough. Oof, yeah. Chuck it off the side and then go from there. You don't need these here. Right? I will say, though, the costumes were very very accurate yeah though. Uh, yeah about as accurate as you can get the set design mm-hmm. too. Blade. what was she really missing i mean in the game she was wearing like a green green sports top green tights with black and white True. accents i almost prefer what they had her wear in this one though oh yeah they had her Some much more respectable sweater. clothing in this one uh-huh. in the movie mm-hmm. got nothing wrong with that but no I, I liked how that and okay but one thing is scorpion we gotta we gotta talk about fucking kunai from his hand it's supposed to be a kunai which is like just mm. a regular japanese knife like similar to throwing dart a kunai on a chain but this yeah. one is alive yeah it sprouts out of his hand for some reason but, it goes but as soon the... as it embedded itself in the tree he lost it and never used that again yeah that was a bit silly it just exploded its own head in there because it was alive and then it wasn't because it Killed it's itself. just a sentient head that exploded. Yeah, yeah pretty I much. I guess the idea is that it's like a nether realm, realm power. That's all I got. I mean, yeah, even then, though. But let, let's. I love the cage versus scorpion yeah. fight. He says the line. He says, get over here. And come here. And get down here. Yeah. <laughs> and that was all done by Ed Boon, mind you. Amazing. Which is fucking amazing. Ed okay. Boon riffing on Ed Boon. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And so I will say, though, Scorpion, as soon as he took off the mask, and that death was kind of brutal. We started, like, bleeding out magma and then yeah. sliced off half his head that lit on fire. Yeah, that gets, was the most metal part. He gets sure. stabbed in the arm, yeah. slashed across the chest, yeah. and his skull is bisected yeah. all the while with a every, flaming shield every yep. time any of those injuries happen he just catches more and more on fire yeah, yeah. and then he explodes yo and johnny cage doesn't look at it if they had a, a cool man guy. in that suit though that would be amazing if that was actually a stunt double in there props to fucking him even though it was still <laughs> my favorite was you see like bones flying you see this and that then you see a whole fucking hand just (laughs) soaring through the screen i was like it's not even charcoal it's just like a dark brown hand just fucking flying through there i was like ha 
but we saw the rest of his bones. Everything else has exploded, but no hand. That's the hand he uses to pull you with the chain, <laughs> so it's extra strong. My yeah. headcanon says the explosions were fake, so they just had a prop guy just throw a bunch of viscera, yeah. <laughs> and there was just a hand in the bucket. And then they just CG'd whatever was left, actually, yeah. through whatever was in there. Yep, and explosions. Yeah, but you know that guy looked at the hand and went, fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 and speaking of effects... There's a lot of good practical effects in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. The, the Goro puppet is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's actually so good. It looks top tier. For, especially in 95? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Goro's puppet is phenomenal. Yeah, they really put the work into that. Which is kind of why it's such a shame that the cage fight ended so early. Yeah. that Honestly, that might be why they beat him just by pushing him off a cliff. Because of the puppet, like, limitations of the puppet. That is probably what my Mm. guess would be. But I know that they sunk a lot of... Yeah. But what they do do with the puppet is great. Oh, Mm. yeah. The fight scene of Goro versus that nameless guy before he fights Johnny Cage. They actually have, like, the forearms articulating different moves. And, like, it's top tier. At one point, I was like, there's gotta be a guy... In the suit, right? And really, no. no, it's a puppet. It's a puppet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the guy is the bottom set of arms That's and the legs. That's what I saw. Yeah. That's all I can think. And then the top set of arms and the head on top is mm-hmm. just... Even then, though. Mm-hmm. That is still impressive. Yeah, because the, the coordination that would take is a lot. Oh, yeah, but one thing I will say, though. the fact Still couldn't it, bend over. The fact that Scorpion got caged. Yeah. <laughs> and it said to my greatest fan... <laughs> I, I do love that part right there. Oh, is yeah, that here we got cage? But no, the Goro was actually quite phenomenal um, work for the puppet. I think that's how they did it. Was the bottom half a guy? But even mm-hmm. then, though, like even that range of motion on the that top kind of makes it more impressive. There. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they had that that would have had to be a heavy rig. I think there was mm-hmm. two. I want to say there might have been two models. Yeah, the one with the top half and then the full model. Yeah, because during the scene where he's talking with Kano, that's the full puppet. There model. are quite a few like cropped shots of him yeah for sure oh 100 percent. and then um yeah so one one thing is the way that they use the word flawless victory it's like no <laughs> yeah. you got the shit kicked out of you sir you fell down on your back a couple times that is not a flawless victory like if they get a, if they earn listen if i don't get it every time i get the shit kicked out of me <laughs> in mortal kombat why do they deserve it when they get the shit kicked out of them? So that Liu Kang can say it back to him. I don't care. Flawless victories are earned. They are not <laughs> given. I will die on that hill about that. I do not care. That's fair. But yeah, so one of my favorites is uh, you were, you're thinking, oh, where's Johnny Cage's nut punch? Nut punches, Goro. Fucking. I feel so bad for Goro for that one. Was the nut punch even in the first game? I know it was in subsequent games. I think it was. Okay. I, I never that... played Johnny Cage. Well, it's Nutbuster. That's one of his special moves. Nutbuster just sounds delicious. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, you can have some of Goro's nuts after they got crushed. I love how long Goro, the puppet, was like, You're like, okay, buddy. It's like, okay, Goro. Um, All right, that was peak 90s humor. Somebody he gets... might. He might have four nuts. <laughs> well no he's gonna have two after that yeah. that's being generous there might have just been one afterwards but then there goes the most famous line of those were 500 dollars sunglasses asshole mm-hmm. 
you're like, yeah, that that is memeable right there, a hundred percent, no questions about that. Yeah, the direct uh, quotes are always they they play besides the flawless victory one. Mm-hmm. All of the like references are like placed so well, like it's not too overbearing. Like it hits the like iconic stuff, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of it, which is all you need. Yeah, they s- allude to Scorpion's finishing move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During the fight with Johnny Cage, uh-huh. they allude to Sub Zero's finishing move, but don't pull off the whole spine thing. They yeah. just shatter a guy. Yeah. I don't even know what Liu Kang's finishing move was in the games. Dragon? No, that was his animality, wasn't it? In the third game? Potentially. I thought he turned into Dragon, ripped off somebody's head for one of them, but. I don't know. He was a boring character. <laughs> Johnny Cage, no idea what his special move was. I'm assuming some short, sort of shadow kick. I think one time he actually punched their nuts, so I think their skull popped up, so... That sounds like a Mortal Kombat deception-type era. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, they alluded to the two major ninjas finishing moves. That's about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Sub-Zero was disposed of by Liu Kang. And that fight was literally just Sub-Zero going, Ice! 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 And Liu <laughs> Kang going... Isn't that how you're supposed to play <laughs> Sub-Zero, though? Just ice, ice, ice. ice. Uh, yeah, you freeze them. Mm. Then you go in. You uppercut them. When they stand up, you freeze them again. If they yeah. duck, you jump and uh, forward kick. Or you go leg sweep, leg sweep, leg sweep, <laughs> yeah, leg sweep. You just spam. Do the, no, no, it's, it's the infinite combo. Right. That's how you can even beat the mighty Shao Kahn. So one thing I do feel like was a waste of a character was Princess Katana. She wasn't in the first game. She wasn't, no. Was she, she was she just introduced in two? Yep. Yeah. And it, it's the fact of, she's the one guiding Liu Kang, but it's like, but why? Ah, uh, but Liu Kang needed a sexy babe, because Johnny, Ca- Johnny Cage has uh, Sonya. Sonya. So See? Liu Kang needed a babe, too. But it makes no I sense, I think though. that was, honestly, I think that was the only reason. Because <laughs> Kitana and Liu Kang start out as enemies. Yeah. Because she is serving Shao Kahn. In the game? Yeah. Right. Because she's his adopted daughter. From Eternia? Edenia. Edenia. Yeah, Edenia. not Eternia. No. Eternia's He-Man, she yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slightly different. Wrong one, but Edenia. So he killed the Emperor of Edenia, took the queen as his wife at the time, and then had to adopt the daughters to please the wife. Mm. <laughs> Is what he says in his terms exactly. So, um, but the fact is that she's like, I must guide you to the light. Even their fight wasn't that great. No. Yeah. They weren't trying. Yeah. No, they really weren't trying. But it, it's it's the point of we don't know that she's good. At first, she's helping Shao Kahn. I'm at least impressed they didn't bang. <laughs> they I thought were, they were going to. You know what? In any of the series, they haven't really gotten together at all. Mm-hmm. They were grappling on the beach for a long time. <laughs> they were grappling on the beach. But it, it's just one of those things of, I didn't like how quickly she was to help the Earth Realm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think it was Mortal Kombat 3 or 4 that she started to yeah, there was actually no, turn to good. There was no development. Yeah, they hinted at it in 2. Mm-hmm. They hinted at it in 2, yes. But it wasn't. it was more secretive rather than, go follow her, reptile. She's up to no good. Yeah, she didn't really have any strong motivations or anything no she really didn't for that one at all so i mean that just kind of led to i would almost say a wasted character and then for yeah. whatever reason shang Tsung's like 
I'm taking Sonya, bye. It's like, what? Hey, if you want a wasted character or questionable decisions or what the fuck was that reptile fight <laughs> and why the hell was it so good? Yeah. That's also fair. We're getting there. So Shang, Shang Tsung takes Sonya through a portal. Johnny Cage is like, no, I need to go save her. Liu Kang is like, I will go with you. Raiden's like, sorry, I can't help you, bitches. It's like, what What do you mean? I'm the protector of Earthrealm, yo. That's too far for me <laughs> to go. That's Outworld. I go there, I get my teeth kicked in. That's outside of my turn. Yeah, 100%. He's like, you, you boys got this now. Be safe, y'all. Have fun, I packed you a sandwich. Right? <laughs> and then they, they fucking go through the portal and they're like, well, this place is a shithole. <laughs> At least we got to see some crazy citizens running around. Yeah, there there were background people running around somehow in a burning city with crucifix statues yep. of people inside people. Right? And then Liu Kang is like, He's like, what are you doing? Catching this motherfucker. Throws him and he goes into a corpse. And then reanimates the corpse. And then it turns into a reptile. Was it a corpse or a statue? I thought it was like a gargoyle thing. Yeah, it was like a gargoyle yeah. crucifix statue, statue corpse. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, bad CG reptile gets thrown into this thing yeah. that might or might not have been alive at some point, mm. and it just turns into Ninja Palette Swap. Yeah. Yep, yeah, but the, listen, though, that was the best, one of the best so fights. Good. That was a fantastic fight. Out of, like, all of them in the movie thus far. I really do appreciate that the producers were like, we're making a fighting game, we need to hire a good fight choreographer. And it yep. paid Well, off. we need to hire martial artists. Yeah, exactly. And a good fight choreographer. Like, before this movie... What were any of the other actors in other than Highlander? Mm. <laughs> and uh, Raiden doesn't even fight. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, technically, he didn't fight in the originals, though. Did he, not? he did. He competed in the first Mortal Kombat as a mortal. Oh. Did he? He did. But I mean in the games, though. Deep lore. Yeah, the first Mortal Kombat did he? game. Yep. Why did he compete as a mortal? But because it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, weird. But he wasn't playable, was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, he was. Okay. That's kind of weird, though. It was eight playable characters. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. They get to Outworld. They head over to... Kick Reptile's ass, and it turns into maggots and cockroaches. Yeah, for some reason. And then they climb the tower, and I don't know where the fuck they got the cultist costumes, but they did. And Kitana's there! They kicked some cultist's ass. I don't know why Kitana's there now. Oh, wait, they ran into her, didn't they? Yeah, Kitana led them there. And he gave, mm. she gave them fancy cultist costumes. <laughs> yeah, she's like, here you go, boys. And they're like... Mortal Kombat. Ooga chaka, ooga ooga chaka. I've got a fatality deep inside your brain. So they go there, and then Shang Tsung is like, "What did he say to Sonya? I want you to face me in Mortal Kombat." Something yeah, like so that. the deal that Johnny Cage made with Goro was Johnny Cage can challenge Goro, but if Johnny Cage wins, Shang Tsung gets to challenge his choice of person and end Mortal Kombat for, with whoever wins right. that fight. And uh -huh. Shang Tsung was just like, uh, no, actually. But 
They have I'm to consent, and girl. Sonya didn't consent. Sonya did not consent. Consent is important. Yeah, that part was consent is important. pretty rapey. It was not great. <laughs> I can't argue with that one either, but I mean, she was chained up at one point yeah. in two, was it? Probably two. Two or three. It was in the Coliseum. The three arcade cabinet games, SNES games, kind of all blend into each other in my brain. That's fair. I can't say I blame you on that one. So essentially what they have is they have her chained up. And then they reveal themselves. And Shang Tsung's like, I challenge you, Johnny Cage. Mm. And Liu Kang's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I love how it I works. I challenge you. I love how it works on, like, Pokemon trainer logic. Of, like, <laughs> if they look each other in the eyes, <laughs> they have to fight each other. That's pretty much what Shang Tsung <laughs> yeah. is doing. Is He's yeah. like, Sonya, fight me. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's like, you looked at me. You have to fight me. <laughs> No, no, Cage, you looked at me, you're gonna fight me. No, Cage looked at Garo. And then all of a sudden, Liu Kang looks at him, he's like, shit, I made eye contact. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Shang Tsung is like, yeah, and then where do all the cultists go? Do they just leave the room? Yeah, he tells them to get the hell out. And then the other three heroes are just sitting there like, ah, regular Tuesday, you know, Mortal Kombat, fight to the death. Let's just watch these two guys punch the shit out of each other. And I will say, though, that Shang Tsung Liu Kang fight scene, they had a very long sequence. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. when he summons, like, the dead warriors or whatever, that was really That's because cool. it's Shang Tsung, and Shang Tsung's yeah. cheap as shit. Yep. Summons the dead warriors. Liu Kang kicks the shit out of the dead warriors. Mm-hmm. And then they're fighting at the top. And Shang Tsung pulls the, you know, a normal Shang Tsung, turns into his brother and goes, Why didn't you save me? Ooh. Shang Tsung killed me and it's your fault. You promised to protect me. Kyle, what's the line? Kyle, what's the line? Which line? The the theme you of the movie. Me. What's the theme of the oh, movie? Yeah. Well no, because first he's like he falls for it. He's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't protect yeah. you. And then he does a whole big one eighty of like, oh wait, I learned a thematic lesson that I have to be in control of my <laughs> what's own. What's a thematic lesson? Because he has to be in control of his own destiny. Every man is in control of his own destiny. Every man is in control of his own destiny. And then he's like, I'm going to whoop your ass now, Shang Tsung. And then he does the... Fusrada. And then knocks him over in the spike pit. I love how subtly Shang Tsung brought up those spikes, though. And it was only in the gold part of the dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I noticed that. That was really good. But then he gets impaled, it kind of explodes, and then dies. And then they have a party back at a. Then they yeah. have a party at the Shaolin Temple. And then with some the kick-ass best... music. Yeah. And then the best cliffhanger I've ever seen, where what's his name? Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn explodes out of the building, as in a big ghostly figure, and they're all like. Ooh, time to fight again. They're all like right. lined up perfectly and they're yeah. like gonna fight Shao Kahn. Obvious sequel is obvious. Yeah. And oh, obvious so sequel, funny. to its credit, starts off right there. Good. Okay, but I do want to say is when Shang Tsung gets hit in the lip and he looks at he rubs it and looks at it and like, how dare you make me bleed my own blood. <laughs> 100% what he was thinking right there. Oh, yeah, 100% everyone's mind went to dodgeball at that point i only bleed other people's blood yeah right this is why i transform into all you motherfuckers so that i don't have to deal with this shit so how is it that fight when the game he turns into like the other characters yeah he can turn into the other characters because he's 
He hasn't sucked their assets, mm-hmm. but... I mean, by that point, everyone should be dead. Right. But according to canon, they're not even dead, so that's the confusing no. part. But he can, if he takes any part of their essence, he's just like, Voodoo-dee-doo-dee-dee, bitch. <laughs> I am now Sonya Blade. Go fuck yourself. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I'm Sub-Zero. <laughs> I am now Scorpion. Get over here. Get over here. Get over here. That's why the trip works so well. The loop trip where you keep on the blow sweep. Yep. Ben knows what I'm talking about. Hey, don't look at me like that. You can't tell me you never did that. You can counter it with a jump kick. Shh. Don't ruin my dreams. Because you can jump in from just outside sweep distance. Don't ruin my dreams, then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, overall. Oh, there are 11 Mortal Kombat games. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, there should be 12. Fuck, you're right. Okay, there's 12 Mortal Kombat games. Aren't there a games. bunch of spinoffs? Too? We don't count those. Okay. Mainline games. Sure. Because if we count all the spinoffs, we're going to be here all night. That's like 20-something. Actually, no, probably closer to 30. Yeah. So, out of 12, what do you rate it, Ben? I will give it, hmm, how to be clever with Mortal Kombat. Plenty of ways. I will give it, as the movie defines this, a flawless victory (laughs) of 10 out of 12. Okay, okay. Flawless victory. Yeah, that's the best way to fucking describe it. It's not actually a flawless victory, but it's a flawless victory. It's a movie flawless victory. Exactly. Kyle, what do you rate it? I give it one spine rip out of one. Which is 100%, but there aren't any spine rips in the movie, but... Okay, well, there you go. I enjoyed it. I rate it... Same as Ben. Not Not that much of a fun analogy, but I rate it a 10 out of 12. Just because it was mm-hmm. very accurate, but at the same point, there was a big discrepancy, at least in Liu Kang's character, mm-hmm. as well as Raiden's. Yeah, it's like they made Liu Kang a mix between Liu Kang and Kung Lao. Yeah. yeah. Kung Lao and a hat. Kung Lao and a hat, yes. And fuck Kung Lao and a hat. <laughs> Which I think in a lot of these kind of movies, we'll see stuff like that of characters being merged and stuff like that so that's pretty par for the course yeah it but is. otherwise i think this is pretty like exemplary of what a movie video game should be or yeah a video if game you have something like be, that absolutely where it kind of like it hits all of the major strides mm-hmm. it it gives you the iconic moments mm. and it has fun in the way that the game is fun mm. where it just says we're just going to do fight scenes because it's a fighting game. Yeah. And you can tell, like, someone who, who is involved was actually a fan of the game. And, like, with a lot... Like, we talked about in some of the some of the other movies where it feels like the what goes wrong is the directors feel like they need to elevate the subject matter into a movie. Whereas this movie was really like, we're just going to have a fun kung fu time. And that's all you need, because that's what the game is. I mean, they had Ed Boon around for at least a little bit. He exactly. voiced Scorpion. Exactly. That's true. And they give a special thanks to John Tobias and mm-hmm. Ed Boon, though. Yeah, exactly. But I will say, my personal enjoyment, 12 out of 12. I would see this any day. I'd see this oh. in theaters. I wouldn't see this in yeah. theaters. I don't care. It is one of my favorite movies. This is a fantastic movie. Yeah. 100%. Second best movie we've seen for this podcast. <laughs> First best. Yeah. I will fight you on this, Ben. Because fuck your opinions on the Super Mario Bros. movie. I don't care what you say. 
Uh, would you care if I said... Don't you fucking dare. Nothing's impossible, Tristan. <laughs> Improbable. Maybe. Not impossible. I think it's the first time you actually use my fucking name to say that sentence. <laughs> Usually you say Mario, so I'm okay with that, alright? Alright, I think that should be our sign-off, honestly. At this point. Please don't go. He's going to come after me if you stop. Listen, listen. If you hear sound on the microphone, it's just me beating him with it. Don't worry. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! Yeah, run. Ben's out of here. Bye, Ben! Thank you, everybody, for watching this episode of the podcast. Ben is fucking out. He ran out of the room. It's out. Ben is out. Yeah, exactly. We have Kyle. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and have a good night. Bye.